Cracky Gems Podcast is a lifestyle podcast where I talk about conversation, current events, and curiosities. Join me, Gems Wallet, Thursdays here at Cracky Gems Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Hello and welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast. I am Gem Swallow. How are you? I hope that you're doing well. Well, in today's episode, I have Tracy Bailey. You may recognize her from a few episodes in different series that I've done here on the podcast, the most recent being Life in Lockdown. But did you know that she's also a blogger and a social media manager? I bet you didn't know that. So with that in mind, I wanted to bring Tracy on and have a chinwag about a day in the life of what it's like to be a social media manager, simply because I'm nosy and I know a lot of you probably will be very curious. So let's bring her in. Hiya, Tracy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And how are you? Yeah, all good here, thanks. All good. So you're kind of like, well, you're a very, I don't know where I was going with this, you can tell it's Monday, can't you? (laughs) I can feel it, I can feel it. Yeah, it's like, you know, the cold, wet weather is seeping into the bones and you're like, oh, and so it begins. (laughs) But you're like a dab hand at being a podcast guest now, aren't you? Oh, I feel quite at home now. I, I think it's easier because, it, uh, obviously, with everything going on, it's done over the phone. So it's almost like you're just grabbing a couple with a friend and just having a chat. So, And that's where I'm most comfortable. So, yeah, I love it. So you can expect giggles and a few things you just didn't know. Because I've noticed that when people are guests on this podcast, a lot of secrets come out and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> That's because we think we're just having a chat and no one's listening. Exactly. And then when it goes out to the population in different countries, you're like, oh, yeah, it was a podcast. (laughs) Okay. so I have this massive question. I know that you're a social media manager. And the first question that I have is, how did you get into doing that? Well, uh, I mean, from our chats before um, about working from home and stuff, it, it literally is something that I've fallen into over the years, but it hasn't been an overnight thing, and it wasn't something I set out uh, to do. Um, so I originally started blogging, obviously, once I got ill um, and started making connections that way. Um, and at the time, it was very, blogging was very... Um, heavily influenced by parents and toddler but parents and baby but I had teens so there was a handful of us talking about parenting teens when brands and stuff didn't really want to know at that point obviously there's this massive switch now um and you know teenagers there is a big market for uh, people talking about parenting teens and the difficulties that they have um, so I made a lot of connections through doing that and when, when you're a blogger um, you do get approached by different brands to promote different things, um, you know, get involved in their um, hashtag things that they're doing throughout the week or for certain, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all of that sort of thing. Um, and obviously because I was spending more time online, you know, with being at home, um, I sort of like made all of these connections and all of this little world, almost like a little work world, away from what my real world was. And at the po- at that point, no one even had a clue that this was going on. Anybody I spoke to, none of my friends, family, no one sort of knew that this sort of thing was out there. 
Um, and then slowly but surely you work with different brands, you do different things. And um, a friend of mine actually connected me with my very first and my main uh, client that I have now. And she set up a local shop um, to where I am. And she had no clue about social media and she had no clue where to start and she had no interest in it. Um, so she was quite happy to outsource. So I went up and had a meeting with her. And this was just, I thought I was going up to give her advice, maybe help her set her accounts up, tell her, you know, give her the rundown of, of the do's and don'ts at that time, because I'm going back a couple of years. And you know yourself, Jim, everything changes on social media. Mm. Literally six months down the line, anything you had been using is now changed to something else. Um, and yeah, she just said, would you run it? And I was like, okay. Um, and from there, I just delved into that side of things more so than the blogging. So, you know, you've got to make sure that you're staying on top of what's relevant, that you're ahead of any changes. I do online um, courses and workshops to make sure that I'm up to date with what's going on um, so that I can obviously run people's accounts in the best way. But I'm so it, it was. Yes, so I would say I almost fell into it um, by chance and absolutely loved it. And now that's just my thing. I love it. That, it. It all happened for a reason and it all happened for a good reason. Do you have people on social media, like you mentioned your friend that runs a business where you are, which is in Sidcup in the UK, oh. but do you have any other small businesses that contact you, like how do they contact you? Do they contact you through direct messaging or do they email you through your website? Do you work with a people? A lot of it is direct messaging. So um, as, a, as a social media manager, part of my uh, own visibility um, to, to showcase what I do is engagement on a lot of local business accounts. So I would happily um, promote if they've got an event or happily comment on um, their posts. I will go in um, and try new restaurants or cafes and, and post about it and stuff like that. That's what gets you seen um, as a, a, you know, as a local business yourself, because that is effectively what you are. Um, and so that's where I make my connections. And then I watch for um, signs of businesses needing a break. So like we're coming into, obviously we started these summer holidays and a lot of small businesses work from home. Um, a lot of creatives work from home, cake makers, those sorts of people. Um, and I've noticed they're going to say, oh, I'm going to take a two-week break, I need to step back, blah, blah, I want to have time with the kids. And that's the time that if I've had chats with them on their on their accounts and commented and, you know, engaged on their accounts and stuff, that I would pop into their DMs and say, hi, I don't know if you know that I, if I, you know, that I offer this, but I would... Um, offer short-term cover. Um, so you take a break, I take over your engagement, uh, any orders or whatever that's coming through, I will log and list those so that when you come back on whatever the date it is, you have that information all at a touch of a button and you don't have to troll through all your messages, emails, DMs and all of that. It's all done for you. So you come in fresh, 
and you look at first come first serve on orders you look at what you can do and then you know that client would then take over and message all those um, potential clients back saying, yes, I can do this, yes, I can do that. Uh, but I've taken away that a, pro a good couple of hours of work, I would say, um, for a small business um, in offering those sorts of things. So there ha that, that happens over summer holidays, sometimes over Christmas as well, because uh, people do just want to take a whole step back. If you own your own business, you're... you're, you're one or two people, maybe it's a family thing that you run from home, you're that one person doing all of the jobs. So um, quite often they just like that taken over for a week or two that they can have a complete break. They can maybe, um, you know, take the app off their phone, not worry about messaging because somebody is keeping track of that for them. So uh, that's how I get myself visible by really engaging on a lot of local uh, business accounts because otherwise it is hard for people to see uh, what you do and also you know um, obviously with chronic illness there's only so much you can do so I'm very wary of um, staying within those limits if you know what I mean I don't take on too much that then I can't deliver what needs to be delivered for that client if that makes sense. So when it comes to the financial aspect of it because most people are on social media now and you, especially um, I have Instagram in mind so when you press that you know that little icon that's like the magnifying glass and yeah. you see people talking about social media and it seems to be quite a lucrative thing because everyone uses social media in different ways so for you when you're kind of taking on a client how did you how did you kind of get to grips with how much you would charge them to do it were you doing it like via how much per hour were you doing it via how much work you'd have to put in for a week or for a month uh it's different for each client so um it depends on what they're after. There will be set prices for certain things. You know, if people want me to do a hashtag research for their particular business, um, I can do that at a set price. So all of that sort of stuff, all the set prices are, would be on my website, on my blog website for my social media side of the business. Um, however, with just taking over people's accounts, that's quite fluid. Um, so I would look at what they're after me doing because it might just be email uh, management it might be uh, engagement dms taking a list of all the orders that are coming through that will take a lot more time so sometimes it's a set price sometimes if it's just like the management of the um engagement which can be as and when you know uh you don't have a set time to do that necessarily you can just do that as and when throughout the day then i will that will be done on an hourly um rate because that keeps that cost down for that client if all i'm doing is just creating um and keeping the engagement going and maybe using some of their previously used content um for stories and stuff like that do you know what i mean so yeah. there are, so there, it's not necessarily a set price for a set amount unless i'm actually doing a retainer which is an ongoing client um, and that will be from the start how many posts they're looking for uh, exactly what they want me to do what else 
put add-ons they want as in email management or engagement and all of that then there will be a set price and that will be because it's a retainer client so that is a monthly client one thing i've noticed about being a podcaster it's weird because this kind of it can blend over part of um the podcast that i've done is that i've done ads on my podcast and so you have to advertise on social media and keep it there so that if people you know want to have their advert on a podcast to get out into the wider world it's kind of the more they see you the more that they build up trust but exactly do you, have you had a problem with building up trust, or has it come quite easily? Um, what with a with a, a client, do you mean? Yeah. So for, yeah. So some uh, <laughs> any social media manager will tell you that some clients are a lot. Um, there's a lot of balance with some, and a lot of unbalance with others. Um, and the ones that you have maybe. Um, a little bit of friction with or that want you to do things in a certain way or um, you know question what you're doing those are probably not the right clients um, and you filter that out by the way you sell yourself so for me I run a client uh, I work probably quite different to most social media managers but I would say that's my unique selling point in the fact that I'm not constantly looking for a certain amount of clients. I don't sell myself as a team, oh, welcome to our team, this is what we do, when it's me sitting at my computer doing that work for you. Um, so I sell myself as running their social media, done from a social ma media manager's point of view, but how they would like their social media run. So I do it how I would like mine run and specifically for small business. Um, so if you're not out to take over the world and become a big conglomerate <laughs> and you're just quite happy having your at-home business but want it to be thriving, those would be my ideal clients. I have one um, from the start. So my main client from the start, we have a great working relationship in the fact that um, she will also answer um some engagement on the post or some dms and that's because she will specifically know that person from coming into the shop she may know them quite well or whatever and that is brilliant because that means there is engagement all the time so if she knows somebody they're getting that personal message back if uh, i'm answering i try to do it on her behalf with her tone of voice so they think that they're talking to that person um, so I try to make it quite personal and quite chatty <laughs> and that seems to work but I know a lot of social media managers probably wouldn't like that but I think that works well on her account um, with what we're trying to build on there there's a lovely little community um, her account and she's got a great social presence locally uh, so I think that works uh, but I know that's some social media managers don't like that interference um, so it depends it really depends on the client um, but that's why I stick with the small work at home 
for um, independent businesses because they're the people that do all of the jobs, haven't got the time, but really are working super hard to keep the business thriving. And that's what I like. So it's given that personal touch to that person's um, account. And I think that just creates engagement in itself, to be honest, because, you know, yourself, you, if you answer somebody's um, Instagram post and they answer you back, you think, oh, well, that's lovely. They've taken the time to answer me back. Well, if you get that from a business, already the PR for yourself is going really well because they think, oh, you've answered me back. Oh, you've come back with that, the question that I had. Oh, you've done this, you've done this. So when they're talking about it, you say, oh, they're so good, they'll come back to you, just ask the question. So I think that in itself um, works with local businesses to, to build up their reputation. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I think I just like to run it hard, almost like I would run my own account. And I think that works for those types of businesses. Um, and anybody that wants anything other than that, I'm probably not your person in that regards, you know, so there would be a conflict of interest there anyway. So I know that you've done an Instagram reel. I think it was a few months ago where you gave us a little bit of a behind the scenes as to what a day, kind of what your morning is like. You woke yeah. up, you, you, you know, you was like, okay, it was like a Monday morning kind of image. You went straight yeah. to the coffee machine. And then oh, which, the coffee first. I know, right? Yeah. For me, it's the tea without my cuppa. I can't function. <laughs> coffee first, things after. <laughs> so we had a little bit of a glimpse but I have this image I don't know why I have this image of you surrounded by files of your clients and having a laptop propped up on your lap and a mug of coffee and you're working away but is it like that do you have a bookshelf full of you know these ring binders that represent clients or uh, you're not far wrong I have a tiny little um office that I should work in. Um, <laughs> I should. <laughs> I should work in uh, and theoretically that's supposed to be the signal to my family that I'm working so don't come in that I'm working. Uh, quite often though it is working from the sofa or my dining room table because that's convenient to me. Um, and yes I do have <laughs> I do have little files for, for all the different clients so you keep all of their info together because don't forget um, they give you certainly for short-term clients they will you know um, you have to have their details um, their login details and all stuff like that so you need to make sure that you have all your clients details together um, but as I say, unlike most that would get up with a, uh, you know, some people are really planned and um, they're really fabulous at going, I will be working between, between 10 and 12, say, right? You know from having chronic illness that what you might want to do and what you're actually able to do on a day could be two different things. So I try to spread the work throughout the week so that I will do a minimum um, for me every day. Obviously, some weeks are uh, busier than others because I might get some writing work. I might have to do an article here or there, or I might get a sponsored post that I have to write up as well for the blog. So um, all of those things eat into your energy, you know, your little ball of energy yeah. that is vastly reducing. 
So I, unlike a lot of people who don't like to work at a weekend, I like to plan on a Sunday of what's coming through, uh, who I have on the list, and what needs doing for that client. And I have like um, a, a separate day-to-day diary so that I have it all written out. Um, so I know that means working on a Sunday that some people may not want to do, but you know, my boys are in their 20s, um, you know, I don't have to entertain them. You know, I can do, I can work if I want to work and if it suits me to work, that's fine. Um, so I can get planning done that way. Um, and then I can spread it out. And also, you, you know, we can all draft posts, you can use, um, you know, ones that you can schedule. I don't often schedule, I will have it scheduled on using pen and paper because I'm old school <laughs> so I know what's got to go out and when and I will probably only schedule if I know I'm going to be out for the day and something needs to go out at a particular time because I like to post and then hang around so that if someone messages on that client's post you're answering them instantly or um, if somebody DMs you for some information you can answer them instantly and I think that makes a big difference with local business accounts um, rather than people waiting sort of like 12 hours because you're, you know, you run your own business, you're very busy, you sit down at night with half past nine with a cup of tea and you finally get back to, um, you know, questions or engagement on your account. Um, and you know how people love things to be instant now, don't they? They, yeah. they want to be, you know, that's the way of the world now with social media, isn't it, Jim? It seems you to know, be, yeah. Yeah, and that's the way it's going more so. So I think if you can post and hang around, that does your um, account local, you know, I'm talking small business accounts, that does you a world of good to be able to do that first little bit of engagement should it happen within that first half an hour. Um, So, yeah, I do schedule, I do draft, um, but I will alter those throughout the week. Because some things you might even schedule for a client and then something awful happens and it's all over social media and you go, that is not appropriate to be posting out. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. I've known other people to be caught out like that because, as I say, a lot of um, bigger social media manager accounts, you know, that maybe do have teams of people working for them. They will set aside Monday morning for that client an hour and a half's work, schedule all their posts for the week, and that's that client done. On to the next client. Everything's scheduled, everything's done, but it's all done en masse at, you know, beginning of the week or whatever it is. I just like to go with the flow, and I think that gives a real community feel on small business accounts that you can tie into what's happening. You know, you can link into, say, the World Cup football or the Olympics that's going on or something that really good happened and, and you can, you know, mention it. Um, so I will draft and, you know, write the caption, but I will also change the caption if need be and it's appropriate uh, for when it does go out. So as I say, maybe not be everybody's cup of tea, but I think that works for a lot of small businesses. It gives them a real community feel. And as I say, that's if that's 
they're not what you're looking for from a social media manager, then I'm probably not the one to run it. <laughs> one thing I did like is that you mentioned that you don't really have a clock enough time. It's no. It's quite interesting because just recently I've talked to a lot of females that have chronic health conditions. And yeah. like you said, your two boys now are in their 20s and you're also married. And yeah. It's quite interesting because if you have like a small business, it depends. I mean, some people have multiple things happening in their small business. Some people have their concentrating on just one thing. For example, much like myself, I'm a podcaster, radio presenter, have an Etsy shop, you yourself, you know, social media manager, blogger. But what I find interesting is that for some people, they need to, you know, shut their brain down at a specific amount of time. There's no social media after that. And then it comes around Monday morning, then it's like, right, you know, all hands on deck, the start of a new week. I don't know about you, my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> there's no, there's no cut-off no, point, no, you know? It doesn't. I can understand if you're working uh, full-time from home, um, there has to be a shut off. Oh, time, yeah, yeah, it? yeah. But you know from having chronic illness that you might have a bad morning and feel better in the afternoon. Yeah. Sometimes even sitting in the evening, um, you know, because I always think about, um, you know, how I run my account. I will sit with my cup of tea in the evening about nine o'clock and I'll have a good old scroll through mine and, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, chat to people on theirs. That's when I would go through mine in the morning and in the evening. And I think, well, with a business account, especially a small business, is that's the same for their account. So if I've got the time, because I will log certain sometimes, if I do it like short term, I will log by the R type thing for engagement. And I just log the time that I'm on. It might be a 15 minute. But the amount you can get down 15 minutes for a, a, a little uh, local account at 9 o'clock at night is fabulous. They see your account is active. They see that you're commenting. People will come back to you because it's the time of night where people may be chatting on there. Um, and I think that works brilliantly for um small accounts and one-man bands and people like that creatives working from home so like i say i do it that's how i run mine and therefore that's my selling point when i run another businesses is that i don't have that shut off i will um you know pick the phone up at, at nine o'clock at night and have a scroll through and just check i haven't missed anything and maybe engage on a couple of accounts um and that's something that i know for a fact that a lot of, lot of social media managers don't do. You know, they will, if they're working full-time, they do that nine to five um, hours and they switch off everything scheduled and um, and it's all running for them in the background. And that's brilliant for some accounts. That's brilliant for bigger accounts um, or bigger businesses and stuff like that. But I think when you've got like a little creative business, like cake makers, that sort of thing, um, it is nice to show that you're on there because it, it gives that, it builds that trust that you were talking about earlier on. That if, uh, you know, a possible customer has had a chat with you on engagement, oh, that's a lovely cake, or that's lovely, blah, blah, blah. And you've come and gone, oh, thanks very much. Oh, I do these all the time, but I can do any colors or any style or whatever. Check out my stories. You know, that's possible customer could then become your next customer just from that one five second piece of engagement that you've done at nine o'clock at night um 
And I think that's why I work well with my clients, because that's what I like to provide for them. It fits in with my lifestyle. It fits in with me. Um, and I think it works for small accounts. So, you know, it, I, yeah, maybe not everybody's cup of tea, but that's certainly, I find it works for me. I find it brings me in work and I find that I get on with my clients because that's my approach. It's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because when you are a part of marketing and you're a part, I mean, social media manager, you have to, you know, I assume you have to keep your eye on the ball to see what might be selling, what might not, because you have to decide what posts to go out and when to post them out, as you mentioned. It's quite interesting because do you look at things like Google Analytics? Do you have statistics? That you have to yeah, look on, at? On your, on your Instagram and, and Facebook and um, stuff for clients, you can, that's one of the things that I would do. Yeah. Is look at the, uh, you know, the um, statistics behind the account. Look at what times you posted at, which posts were more popular, which stories were more popular, which sto- uh, post you had most engagement on. So what was that post about and what time and what day did that post go out? Um, so I know uh, uh, my longest running client, although she's not open on a Monday, she's never been opened on a Monday, her biggest engagement day for a post to go out is Monday. Um, so bizarre, you're not giving them a call to action. She's got no website either um, at the moment. Uh, she will have, but at the moment that's not set up and running uh, so there's no call to action um there you can't say pop in today um you know come you know whatever it is because the shop's not open and yet that is her biggest engagement day um so it as the social media manager for to make sure you're giving your client the best you need to be tracking what is working when that went out what that post was what you're having most engagement from. You know, you're looking at the hashtags. I know the hashtag strategy changes from month to month at the moment, or that's what it seems like. But you've got to get them working for you as a small business. That is, should be a strategy that they're all um, using and that they all can use very easily if they just use what's right for them. Um, So things like that, you have to look into it because you want to... Basically, if it's a retainer client, you want that client's account to grow. Um, and if it's not growing, you have to look at why it's not growing. Um, you know, so it depends on what the business is, whether there's a website, whether it's product-based or service-based. Uh, I personally would almost sell differently, caption differently. Uh, depending on what it is, um, you know, obviously you've got that call to action if they've got a website or they've got a shop on um, Instagram that people can sh- go straight through and have a look at that item. Um, so, yeah, it, it works differently for different accounts. But if you're not looking at the analytics as a social media manager, you're not doing your job. <laughs> With that in mind, talking about analytics, because especially when it comes to Instagram Reels, it, you yep. can tell how many plays a reel has got, and you can you basically it's a really 
a simple and fast way to get feedback, isn't it? And also you can oh, find people out in the Instagram sphere. That's a word I just made up, by the way. But the Instagram... <laughs> feel free to use it. The Instagram sphere that you might not have come across. What's your take on Instagram Reels? Reels, um, a lot of people pushed against it, thinking, oh, you know, um, it's Instagram's um, idea of TikTok, which yeah. it is. Um, and then got round it by using TikTok and obviously importing them in. And Reels, I mean, Instagram, obviously, at the moment, it's not a secret that they're doing massive changes and that they're going to really push video content. Yeah. What I found up until those changes for small businesses, they were really pushing small business video content because our my clients reels for my um longest running client so she she has a boutique um aimed at over 40 women over 40 over 50 over 60 over 70 um it's a real quirky style um and again she has no website so you're not pushing people to a website so we decided that we would do the changes on the reels you know you could show different colors and different outfits and stuff like that but what we did was we used um customers who are now working in her shop so they we've got a couple of fabulous ladies one is in her 70s looks absolutely fabulous who does most of our stock so people can look at her look at her age group and see that the clothes work on that age group you're not going to look daft this 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 you know this is a whole different way of dressing type thing and we found for a small account so at the time at the time i think she was only about on she was only on about 1100 followers and we found that she was getting way over the views that would have been expected for that size of account on reels um, and if we timed it right, um, again using your analytics, if you time it right, you get the day right, the time right, and the content right at the right time. There's no point in selling a beautiful summery strapless dress if it's pouring down outside. Um, you know, it worked, and it worked quite outstandingly. So um, for us, they were really pushing the right content. Now, obviously, with some of the changes that Instagram's going through, we're not being told what they're tweaking at any time. We're just yeah. being told what they're heading towards. Yeah. So some engagement on those reels might be slightly down, and I've seen a lot of accounts recently saying, oh, my views on reels are down, or my views on this is down, my stories are down, and that's because they're tweaking behind the scenes, and we don't know what they're actually tweaking over these next couple of months until they get to that point of going, this is what we're going to do. Um, so they'll be trialing stuff behind the scenes that we won't know about, but it will affect, um, you know, accounts that are used to a certain enough, you know, number of views on, on reels. But as far as selling goes, I think reels work really well, but keep them simple because they are time-consuming. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, they're time-consuming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you want it to look really snappy and really professional, it is going to take you a good couple of hours to get the changes right, to get the motions right, to get everything right so that you have all the video content you need to put that reel together. And people don't realise that. Mm. So for small businesses, 
you keep it simple. Um, and I think that works because it's less time consuming. It then doesn't put that account off from using them, you know, because they go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't be annoyed with that. It takes too much time. I won't do it. So, you know, even talking to small businesses saying, you have video content on your phone from your behind the scenes. That you use that. <laughs> use it. Use it. It doesn't need to be perfect, but it gets you visible. So I think people overthink, especially when you're a small business and you've got all the jobs to do, the last on the list will be social media. You'll do, do that because you have to do that at the end of the day or answer a client or whatever. But actually getting content out there that's going to catch people's eye, you've probably got less time to do and therefore go, oh, I can't be annoyed with that. I haven't got time to do all of that. But you actually probably have loads of video content, short little videos that you can pop together and use it as reels. And it will get you views and it will get you seen. So I am a reels lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is quite something actually because I'm I'm with you. With reels, I think that if you are a creative then oh. it's right up your alley and if you know what song to put in and you know yeah. I, was, it, I was actually going to do an audio book about you know how to get the best out of your reels but I think that if you know how to navigate them they're not such a scary thing exactly so, and it's just having a go yeah having exactly a go when you're sitting having your cup of tea no one is going to see what you've put together because you don't have to post it um so have a go, have a play around with it if you've got time. If you don't have time, then you come to somebody like me. You <laughs> send me all the stuff and I will put it all together and take that all out of your hands. That's, that, that's what I like doing so that people can just, those people who are doing all of the jobs, this one business that they're working from home or working from a, a, a workplace in a local business, they don't have to worry about it you know it's being done for them their, their account is taking over it's getting them visible um and it's just by keeping it simple also i think it's it's a very interesting one as well because when tiktok first hit like the market which has been really since the pandemic as more and more people have been oh. using it but it seems to have been for a younger demographic so it seems that you, you know, I mean, in my neighbourhood, you've got the youth of today. I mean, I'm starting to sound old now, but you've got the youth of today <laughs> going out with their mobile phones, doing dance routines in the middle yeah. of the road. And I yeah. think that really Instagram's quite clever because they broadened that up to allow people that aren't teeny boppers, you know, yeah. for those of us that are, for those of you that aren't in the UK, that basically just means young, really young, but aren't teeny boppers in the street. But we want to have like a creative way of getting what we're doing out there. With that said, do you have a favourite social media platform, or are you across all of them? No, I mean for most um, businesses, I would say definitely Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh, to run. I also like Twitter, but I find for small businesses, Twitter is business to business as opposed to customer bringing in, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I had, I mean, my absolute favorite is uh, Instagram without a doubt. And that is because I, I personally, on my account, have so many chats with people around the country and beyond. Um, 
about everything and anything. And you make real genuine connections on there, I think. Um, you know, because what you've got, if you love the perfect life, the perfect look, the perfect whatever, there is a whole fan base for that, and there is millions of accounts for that. If you love the more real accounts, the everyday shown, everyday life, um, you know, and that's my bag. Yeah. But I'm the one that will be chatting, you know, I will message you on your stories and go, oh, that's just like me, blah, blah, blah. I just think it's such a, I mean, clues in the name, social media, it is yeah. really social Instagram, I find. I obviously know that there is the downside, you know what I mean? Once you start getting to be a little bit of a bigger account, you know, you do get people trolling you and stuff. And thankfully, I'm only a little tiny person on there, so I don't get any of that. Um, so I've only got a positive outlook on Instagram and that's just from my personal view but I've personally got from it from being originally stuck at home um you know with chronic illness my husband was out working the kids were at school and all of that it can be quite isolating so social media was my way of connecting to other people who were in the same boat as myself and you do make friends Online. It's, it's, you know, it is a bizarre world, but you do make friends online. I mean, you know, I would never have um, met you had we not have been online. And we haven't met in person, but, you know, you can easily chat all day long, you know. And I just think that's, that's what I love about um, Instagram. And I think you just don't get that anywhere, anywhere else. That's the fascinating thing, because... It's quite an interesting experience with me being a podcaster. I find the exact same experience, but it happens more on Twitter. So, oh, really? yeah, it's quite an interesting one because when I do a podcast, for me with Twitter, it seems to be you have more of a a quick feedback on Instagram. Like you mentioned, you know, earlier on in the podcast episode, you you might have to wait around for a little bit to get some sort of feedback or to see how your pictures or how whatever it is you've kind of put up into the Instagram sphere. We we'll use that word yeah. again, but you kind of have to. <laughs> I'm in my little world here, you know. I make up words. It's fun. But with Twitter, I find it's quite interesting because you can use the the analytics on there, but also you get quite quick feedback and you can build up a, a rapport with someone quite quickly. And I find, especially with the podcast, that most of my listeners have actually come from Twitter. So it's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely, and that's what you say. People do have their favourites, don't yeah, they? It's yeah, yeah. what you get from it. Um, Twitter, I, personally, on Twitter, I um, I do a lot of business-to-business stuff on there, certainly from my own account, but I have some great chats as well, and like you say, it, they're instant. There's a little chat that goes on, and then that's it. It's over and done with. Um, so I do like it for that. Um, but it, it, it is that person to person. We all yeah. have our favourites, won't we? Yeah, um, yeah. As to what works uh, for us and what would be your go-to. So if you turn your phone on. Is your in? Are would you go straight to Twitter first? Because I'm all but I will always without doubt go straight to Instagram. Yeah, that's funny that you say that because when you just said you know when in the morning when you turn your phone on, I aim straight for Instagram. Isn't that yeah. peculiar? Yeah, it's it's just that you do get drawn in. You do get yeah. drawn in. I've got to say to you, yeah. That's 
why people can scroll for, oh, you know, you, you go, I'll just pop on there, blah, 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 and next thing you know, half an hour's gone past, and you go, oh, my word, yeah, didn't mean to do that. So it is easy to lose a lot of time uh, on there. One thing that I've noticed, especially with Instagram, and I don't think anybody's cottoned on yet, is Instagram also has a feature that's very similar to Pinterest. Especially when it comes to reels, more people are focusing on liking and saving a video. And when you yep. save it, it goes onto your Instagram and you can actually look at the videos and stuff. Like you just said, you could be scrolling through something and there's like a little bookmark icon. Yep. And if you press that, you can, you can watch something back later. But I don't think a lot of people know that's there. So it's a interesting to see. A lot of people are saying in there, so depending on what the account is, uh, but a lot of service-based accounts, so the other social media managers um, and stuff like that, who are putting out, say, carousels with information on it, uh, where you can swipe through. So if they say, my five top tips for, and they've done a uh, carousel, they will, their call to action will be, save this for later. Yeah, and exactly. And I think people are starting to cotton on to that now. Yeah. I save so much, I save... Um, health stuff, I save uh, recipe stuff, I save exercise stuff, I save all sorts um, because I know that, you know, <laughs> you're probably like me, I will read something that goes out of my head and go, oh, I did see that and now I can't remember the account, it's ridiculous. Um, so I do actually save quite a lot of stuff personally for me, but that is if somebody, you know, it used to be all about the likes, double tap, yeah, you know, yeah. getting all the likes and stuff. But actually, if you can get somebody to share the post or save the post, that shows in your analytics. And that is really good quality um, stuff to be able to put out. If people are saving and sharing, that is going to get you seen. And again, it comes back to that no like and trust. People like to think they get to know you on the line. Yeah. Uh, online and then uh, if you're selling something or your business then they feel that they can buy from you so they're then a possible customer once they've had that service or that product and they're happy with it they're going to share about it aren't they they're going to tell other people so that's that no like and trust that will bring you in the customers so what is a day in the life of Tracy Bailey as a social media manager like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that can, let's face it, that can vary day to day. Um, and the biggest thing I love is the fact that no one needs to know that I'll be sitting in my pyjamas with my coffee because I can guarantee you 90% of the time that's what you're going to see. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's all, it depends. I mean, my busiest day would be Monday because... Um, one of my clients sends me through a lot of her video content on the Sunday. I will go through it. I will have a little plan and write a plan down of what I'm going to use, how I'm going to put together. Monday would be my morning where I go, right, let's get these all drafted so that the videos are together and all prepped and to go. Um, so I will probably do a bulk on a Monday morning. Um, and then, because of obviously chronic illness, you know, we can't just like fly on all day. Yeah. So then I would take a break. But that would change day to day. Some mornings I might have a really slow morning and come about one o'clock, two o'clock. My brain is ready and I could go up into my little office and crack on with a few hours work. 
and it will depend on what I have. So as a social media manager, you have to look at um, your retainer clients. So that's the ones that you do uh, month in, month out, that you have control over that account um, because you would normally have like a little strategy in there that you're working towards. Um, and that changes all the time. You need to be in contact with, with the client with regards to that. As I say, with uh, uh, my longest running retainer client, um, we've got a great working relationship. It all comes during a Sunday. I filter it through the weekend. She's she's quite picky about what goes out in her account, so I only get through the content that she's happy to be used. Um, so I know where I stand straight away with that one. With, then I have to look at, and it's normally busier in the summer holidays, where I would be doing management on a short-term basis. Um, and it's it would be lovely to go, oh, yeah, I can do that. Oh, yeah, I can do that. But I do have to remember that I'm only capable of those couple of hours every day. Um, and, you know, if I take on something that's then too much and I don't deliver, that is worse than not taking that client on at all. Yeah. Um, so you have to know that you're able to, to do that. So it depends on whether I have any writing work to do, as in a sponsored post or an article to, to write up. Um, that will get filtered in as to when and where I can work. But the social media management stuff will come first because my blog and stuff like that, that then takes a second, uh, you know, a backseat a little bit um, if I am really busy. Um, so yeah, coffee first, <laughs> normally sitting in my pyjamas, I normally have a plan, I am of the age group gym, even older than you are, which means pen and paper. So oh, I'm there too, yeah, I, uh, yeah, before we hit record on, on this, the same thing. <laughs> it's a definite, if it's not on the list, it you don't get done. get done, Yeah. Um, and that's how I prioritise it, everything gets written down, um, it's done on a daily basis, so I know the next day what I've got to get uh, completed, a lot of the stuff I can draft up and then go in and edit, which makes the job easier on the day, and as I say, I could schedule everything, but that's not how I work because I keep my client list low uh, and manageable for me. And therefore, I'm able to adjust that on a daily basis. So no one, yeah, no two days are the same, I would have said, because it depends on what, what work you have on. But there will be pyjamas, there will be coffee, there will be <laughs> a couple of phones, and there will be a laptop involved and cheese i know how much you love your cheese oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't had lunch yet, i was actually gonna say how many um how many clients do you have at the moment if you don't mind me asking so i have only a couple i only have the two retainers as an ongoing um i've just taken on um uh two weeks actually um management um i the lady is on holiday uh, and then I so it's quite low at the moment and uh, then I have I will bolster that by um, doing audits for people and this is a great time for audits because um, small business like people that work from home and stuff like that they're finding it hard to fit everything in because the kids are off and then they get a little bit despondent about what to put out um, and then once that's been left a week or two, it's then harder to post because you don't know what you're posting. And then if you don't get 
you know much engagement on it you just lose the little bit of the world don't you mm. um so with things like that the audits uh are never guaranteed and you have to work hard at um at getting those audits um and the hashtag research as well that that's a that's a constant um turnover um for me so they're not every day obviously but they would be a couple of months of though you know throughout the month but people just want the um they want you to do the research on the hashtags because they don't know what they're doing and they want you to ping that over to them so depending on what content they're putting out so say it's product based depending on what products they are putting out they can use little blocks of hashtags that will help them so they can copy and paste that and not have to think about it on the day um, so that helps. So the add-ons actually that you can provide as one-off services as social media manager are quite good. Um, but I, I purposely keep the client list low because um, you know what it's like day to day. You don't know how you're going to be. So it has to be manageable because I, the worst thing for me is to somebody is for a client to come back unhappy with the work that I've done. So um, I'd rather have lower clients and have them pass my name on, which is what happens really, um, and say, oh, I know a girl who can do that. She's really good. She does my blah, blah, blah. Because I think those sort of recommendations, you, you know, you just can't pay for those. Those are the best ones for you. Um, but I won't take them on if I'm already... Uh, quite busy mm. but again it's it, you can get around that you can you can sort of say I haven't got space at the moment but I can keep you on a list for when I do have space and stuff like that but I also offer these services the short-term management and bits and pieces so if you're just looking to update your account these are what I can offer you um, to tide you over to point you in the right direction you do an audit you're pointing that person in the right direction of going on to their social media and knowing what they can post and what they want to post and giving them the little handy tips and tricks to go oh, I feel better about going on and doing that now you know because they will overthink it especially if they're doing all the other jobs then yeah social media is the last on your list and if you're anything like me if it doesn't go on the list it doesn't get done but I never ever ever get through that entire list and there's always things being added on to it isn't exactly, there exactly. so if you think that that's your business and social media is that very bottom one you're not even going to get to that on some days so therefore it gets left behind so sometimes those little extra services are your or can be your part-time turnover if you know what i mean with regards to a business so what do you have planned for the future with your social media you know, manage your business. Do you think you'll go on as you are? Do you have any big plans? Oh, it would be great to go, oh, yeah, grow and get other people in and do this and do that. And I just think, you know what, um, for me, I, I, and I've spoken to you about this on previous uh, episodes, that I'm a realist. Yeah. So um, I'm in a position where I'm not the being breadwinner so what what my business would bring in would be extras so there is no pressure on me um in that regard which is good uh, especially when you have health yeah, conditions i think you know i yeah. appreciate that's a privileged 
position to be in. Yeah. Um, and some people may not have that um, option. Uh, so I understand where, where they need the clients to be higher or maybe push harder to get the sale or whatever. But to me, I my plan is to stay with working local businesses um, because I think there's not enough people actually bolstering just lovely little local businesses for your everyday average little town, you know? Um, you know, it's not big city centre here or anything. Um, we've got Blue Water up the road, which is your big shopping centre and all stuff like that. And I just think people overlook how much effort a small business puts in. Or even if there's like, um, you know, like an event going on uh, locally. So I just think if you get involved in those sorts of things as a social media manager who's local and specialises in local businesses, I think that's that would be my happy place. My clients coming from that, your name getting around um, to be the go-to person to, to go and have a chat with uh, with regards to social media, that would be nice. So for me, I, I'm, I'm not planning on shoving a... Uh, superhuman cape on and you know, <laughs> taking over the world. Um, I'm just happy that I can be able to work part-time hours, able to do something that I absolutely love doing and I can earn money while doing it in my pyjamas. I mean, come on. I can do it in my pyjamas and earn money from it. <laughs> Perfect, I mean, isn't it? What's not to love, right? Exactly, exactly. Have a bit of cake and you're winning at life. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Yeah, don't, don't say that to me where it happens. It's Monday, the week will go downhill now, that's it. <laughs> So if, if oh my god okay so if you um oh, where am I going with this I tell you you know you said you haven't had lunch yet I'm exactly the same and my brain's like Jem you're on a timer now we want food so I'm just gonna ask you one more question and that is yeah. if someone wanted to find you where would they look on socials they just look I am across the board on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook as just me being Mrs B. That's how they found me, and that it, that pretty much sums sums it up. Um, I am a Mrs. B, and what you'll find is me just being me. I don't I don't portray anything different from what I am, and it will tell you on my Instagram what I do business wise and um, all of that. So everything you need to know will be on there. So anybody listening, come and give us a little follow. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Trace, for coming on to the podcast again. It's been an absolute ball, and I learned some things. I didn't realise there was so much that went into it. Oh, honestly, it's always ongoing, and I think, you know, that's the biggest... Pro- Do you know what? You've hit the nail on the head. That is the biggest problem a social media manager is up against because people don't realise how much work goes into the background of stuff. And I literally, I literally die a little bit inside every time I hear a local business person saying, oh, my daughter does that for me, or my son does that for me. Um, because they're brought up in the digital age. They yeah. obviously know phones inside and out. But using social media socially is very different than using social media business-wise. 
And yeah, so you've hit the nail on the head. People think it's just, oh, get a photo, stick it out, write a few things, and you know, your two million followers will come and find you. And uh, yeah, that perception needs to change because that is not what happens. It is a long, slow process um, on social media, and you've got to be looking at the long game all the time. So yeah, it's not about that stick photograph out and the world will drop in your lap or knock on your door. <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah, that is not going to happen. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking me. I love our little chat. Yeah, so do I. I'm now off to have some lunch. If <laughs> If you guys want to find out more, then all the details you need, Tracy's just giving you. And uh, yeah, stay tuned because just now you're going to hear all the details of if you're not already an avid listener, where you can find out more information. And if you want to follow me on the socials, here's all the information you need. Thank you so much for listening to Cracky Gems podcast. And I'm Gems Swallow. I'll catch you in a little while with another podcast here. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Quirky Gems Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will speak to you again next week. If you want to follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, check out at Radio Gem. See you soon.